0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you?
1: Really well. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty good. Today, it's kind of exciting. I think this subject is quite interesting. What's your relationship with photography?
1: And it doesn't mean a romantic relationship, does it? Because it's probably my longest. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: For a lot of people, it's, yeah. it'll be this you know, continuous, single, longest relationship. That I had. did
1: break up with photography for a short moment. But yes. Yeah. I think
0: everyone everyone does have a photography breakup at some point in, in their life where I don't know what it is for some reason you the camera. Just other things in life happen, mm. and the mm-hmm. camera gets pushed aside sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you just don't get along like you used to, so well, you have to could walk be. away.
0: That's right. You know that could be photography. Could be saying, "Where were you last night?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was definitely the case for me for a short period of time. <laughs> you were supposed to be here. Now <laughs> you were supposed to be here.
0: <laughs> the whole idea of discussing what's your relationship with photography, because every single one of us who loves photography, mm. we all have a different relationship. So photography all means something different to all of us. Absolutely. So, I mean, in your case, your your relationship with photography mm. for a main part is actually, it's an income stream.
1: Absolutely. It's my my sole source of income. So yes. those out there that think that I'm a part-time photographer, I'm correcting it right now. I'm a full-time photographer.
0: That's a, that's how Terry, Terry pays the bills. She, yes. Your relationship is as much as you, I mean the starting point for most people to get into photography is, is they connect with photography mm. and, they, and it's something they love mm-hmm. and that process of being able to create stuff and that's what mm. gets people hooked. And then some people take it that step further where they actually then it becomes their career. Mm. Has that, do you think, changed your relationship? your earl- So you had an, you know, your early relationship with mm. photography yeah. and, and your current relationship. How would you describe them, do you think?
1: I absolutely relate to what you're what you're suggesting and that that's definitely the case and that is why I broke up with photography for a short period of time because my relationship changed from it being not just an income stream and a creative outlet and resource for myself but I I lost the ability to enjoy it and it's kind of like when you have a job and you no longer enjoy it the best thing for you to do is to move on, whether it's for a long period or a short period of time and whether you come back to it or not. And my relationship definitely changed during that period of time where the joy was gone, I wasn't doing my best work, I was not taking photographs that meant anything purposeful, I guess is one way to put it. Um, And that's no disrespect to my clients or anything, but I really struggled to relate to them and that was the sole purpose for me becoming a photographer to start with was so that I could relate image-wise and photographically these moments in particular for for the clients that were hiring me to do their jobs. Yes. So, yeah.
0: And so looking back at my, I suppose, photography journey and my relationship, when I first was introduced to photography, yeah, it was kind of an instant kind of love affair. Like Mm. I just kind of straight away went, oh, this is so cool. Mm. I just love what you can do with a camera. Mm Mm-hmm. So for those first handful of years, Mm -hmm. it was just trying to absorb as much as I could, you know, just trying different things and that type of stuff. And then there was a period there where photography didn't completely disappear from my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't have the camera in my hand as much, but Mm -hmm. it did come out occasionally, but it was definitely like a much less rate where, I mean, where I'm currently at the moment, I'm kind of back into that place where I shoot pretty much I'm either shooting something every day mm-hmm. or if I'm not shooting something, I'm scoping pictures to be shot. Like I'm mm. I'm seeing stuff and thinking, oh, I'd love to photograph that type yeah. of thing. So you kind of, photography's funny. Like every time we go somewhere now, like it, th- <laughs> photography's the thing that's on your mind first.
1: It's so true and I can relate to that, although I might not have my camera in hand on a regular basis it is always the opportunity to find new locations. So I I've drove up and down the coast today for multiple meetings and a few jobs and the likes and everywhere I went and everywhere I looked it was like, wow, can I take a photo there? Yes. Yep. Could I use that, that location? And I imagine it's the same for yourself.
0: It is, especially the street photography stuff because I'm always mm. looking for interesting spots in the city mm-hmm. and then basically, you know, scoping them out and then waiting for interesting people to walk into that yes. to complement those those backdrops. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always that's always fun, but I mean, yeah. for someone who's just starting out in photography, mm. you know, fairly new, got interested. Mm-hmm. So their relationship is going to be so different to yours and mine. Yes. You know, yeah. what I mean? and they're doing it for different reasons and Yeah. One of the great things about photography is with photography there is no end point. No. With no. your photography journey, there is no like you know, in some in some things, if you became like a, say you became a you know world champion surfer and you've won the world champion,
1: mm-hmm. you've
0: kind of got to the top of the heap. Mm-hmm. Like you're now a world champion. Mm-hmm. Where do you Where do you go? Where photography? There's not really that platform where it's measured in, successes and measured in that way mm-hmm. where you win something and go. Oh well, I've won, I've won you know best commercial photographer of the year in in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Um, at the top of my heap. Mm. Everyone goes through, like I said, that different processes and it's just, I think that's, I don't know, I mean.
1: And especially these days with technology advancements and equipment changes and so many different parameters that that have variables that are infinite. Yep. I feel that you're absolutely on the right path with what you're saying. Our learning capacity and our ability to change the relationship with our craft is always there. So it's always developing. It's always being enhanced.
0: Yep. And it's interesting, I'm thinking back to some of the guests that I've had on the Photo Mission mm. Exposure podcast. When some I've,
1: incredible guests.
0: Yeah. And when I've talked to them, some of them, their first introduction to photography was just looking at magazines, like, yes, whether it be like fashion magazines and just loving, yeah. just flicking through and just enjoying those images mm. of the models and those poses and the I fashion. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like other people who, you know, who later went off and shot. You know, in the areas of say, like, you know, wildlife and travel, you know, National Geographic would be a, a thing that they'd love to sit there as a kid and kind of look at these exotic locations. These photographers are taken these amazing pictures, and I think so. Sometimes people's relationship it can start off as they're not actually taking pictures, but they're actually appreciating photography, mm. and like they they just love that the idea that someone's captured this image. Yeah. And that you can sit there and you can enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one side I see. So, and quite often that relationship can develop into where you then actually pick the camera up and you actually start yeah. creating your own images. Yeah. So that's that's a like I said that's the concept I suppose we kind of think of talking about the subject of relationship photography. That you know it's going to start and everyone everyone's pathway is going to be different.
1: Mm. Mm. I mean
0: your pathway. Where did you kind of? like pick up the camera where did you start
1: I was 16
0: Yep and S- sweet 16, sweet 16. <laughs> and never been kissed <laughs> Well I don't know, I, don't know. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I was playing with my parents camera and they just had a roll of film lying around so it was just playing with objects and taking yep. photographs in different lighting conditions that's where it started and the obsession just manifested into something that and was just it would it just it, yeah
0: And it's kind of funny because I mean you know, we're both showing our age a bit because we did both start with film and Mm. the the different thing about film was that you never got an instant result. So you'd picked up your parents' camera and you'd like that process of being able to, what you could see through the viewfinder Mm -hmm. and you were pressing that shutter hoping that, yeah, there was something was actually out. there was something <laughs> captured that you actually did capture that in some way, shape yeah. or form.
1: Especially when you have very little understanding of exposure yes. and aperture and shutter speed and, and any of those parameters when it comes to taking a, a great photograph, it you're waiting for that roll of film to come back. <laughs> it so it could so, be a very disappointing result.
0: Well that's what I'm saying. So I mean back then for you to have that love to develop that kind of relationship with photography where we're, we're it drew you in and you wanted to take mm. these images that you had to wait. It, it almost like it It was like a long-distance relationship.
1: Mm. <laughs> i <I've> never <laughs> really thought about it like that. Sometimes it literally was a long-distance relationship because uh, it, it would be it, sending film away.
0: Yes, I can remember mailing film off. I mean, yeah. I, I was a, I loved slide film. Y- you'd always have to
1: send that off. So <laughs>
0: I I just love transparencies. Just the look you could get, Mm. the colours and, you know, it's just beautiful. Like in Mm -hmm. Kodachrome 64, Mm. just such a beautiful, Mm. I don't know. I
1: remember cross-processing as well when you take the slide film and you put it through the colour processing. You'd have to send that away because it would absolutely destroy the chemicals that were in the machines (laughs) at the time and all sorts of things, yeah.
0: So it's interesting that people have these different relationships mm. starting off with photography. And then today, like, it's a d- very different world. So mm. people's, I suppose, people's first relationship with photography today could quite often be their camera phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that when we think about that relationship, whether it is, is for creative reasons, for or curiosity, for anything, it when you think of a craft becoming an income Your relationship absolutely changes and we often speak about it shouldn't change but it does because you rely on that. You rely on your craft to create an income and when you're relying on that as an income, there's a lot of different pressures that become part of that relationship.
0: Well, because when it becomes, when photography becomes in a commercial sense, that the actual process of taking the photo is such a small amount Mm. of the time in that process. So true, so true. So, you know, it's like today, like you you know, alluded to that you had some meetings. You mm-hmm. met with potential clients, mm-hmm. discuss what they might want from a photographer. So you're kind of pitching your mm. what you can bring to the table.
1: Mm.
0: Well, they could go off and go. Oh no, we didn't really didn't hit off of Terry or whatever. Yeah, we so don't you,
1: see the value in so you, her services. Yeah, and, or whatever. So yeah,
0: so so that time spent, and and that can be.
1: Soul-destroying. That's what I was
0: going to say. Demoral. Absolutely destroying It can destroying. be demoralising because because the joy that you'd get from behind the camera and capturing images and being able to look at those images and being able to say, yes, that's exactly what I wanted.
1: It's so different. It's so different yeah.
0: because you get that you know, joy. Yeah. I mean, people people's relationship obviously too. Like So quite often people take pictures purely for themselves. Mm-hmm in the surroundings that they're in, they want to be able to capture it and they want to be able to relive it. Mm. You know, quite often we see these things pop up on Facebook, you know, Facebook memory here from five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And people like, the reason Facebook do it is people know, people like to be nostalgic. Yeah. They like to reminisce. Yeah. They like to look back. Yeah. And that's why photography has always been um, such an important part of society. Like Mm. it's really, like photography has been really ingrained in society. It's Mm. one of those things where, and we were talking about, um, before we start the podcast, we we're talking about photography's kind of a universal language. Mm, absolutely. So, so you can show anyone in the world a photograph mm-hmm. and that person regarding what their background is
1: will understand that scene. Can understand yeah. that
0: scene, you know. If it's a mother and baby, you know, it's if it's a family or mm-hmm. whatever, they can then relate to that family mm-hmm. connection. So it's interesting because there's not many other things. I mean, if you show someone a whole lot of if I bought a book and it's written in in Mandarin and I give it to you, Terry, and you look at it, and it's just like you can't read it. I so. could read
1: from one to ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, what I remember so, from Mandarin class.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, those those things like you can't you can't mm. really appreciate, but mm-hmm. a, but a photograph you can appreciate.
1: Mm. And how do you put a value on that? So when you're actually generating an income from your work as a photographer, how do you Exp not express, sorry, but um how do you explain the value of, of memories? Like how do you yes. explain that so that it becomes a tactile thing that you can make an income from? It's a very challenging scenario to be to find yourself encroached in sometimes. That's and, right. And talking about before going back to the moment where you said that if you spend all this time speaking with a client, trying to generate an income, and you don't win the job for whatever reason. It's heartbreaking. It's really, really tough sometimes. Really tough. And it's hard not to take that personally. And that's when your relationship with photography can really change.
0: Yes. And and I think that's what so people go through this process of loving photography to the point where they really want to get into photography. This is what I want to do. For the rest of my life, I want to take photos. Mm. I love it, I love it, mm. I love it. And unfortunately a lot of photography is not just about taking photos. That's right. There's I'd have so, to
1: say it's maybe five percent of my job at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, there's so many other so yeah. many other things. So That's why people's relationship changes. And and I think the thing is if people are kind of sit back and think about listening to this podcast and ask themselves the question, what is my relationship with photography? What what part does photography play in my life? Mm. Mm. And like if I look at my, like I said, my current thing because I do some stuff that I do get paid for, Mm -hmm. I do a lot of stuff that's just purely for me and to share. And sometimes it's to kind of share what's going on, Mm. especially with the street photography stuff in Brisbane. It's kind of like a bit of a snapshot of what's happening around the city.
1: Yeah, so interesting, especially in the last 12 months. It's been incredible to watch that.
0: So there's been all these different things. You know, I took a picture a couple of weeks ago and I was looking up Ann Street and it was taken at 6 o'clock on a Saturday night and there's not a single vehicle, not a vehicle on the road I think there's one person in the scene, on the footpath. It's wow. just it's it's so eerie. Wow. To see that area where normally there'd be always still, some cars.
1: Still a huge impact on our environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, it is, and it's kind of like I said. It's it's changed so much. Mm. So we're talking about relationships with photography, and I suppose what yeah the idea is to make people question their own relationship and think mm. about what. What photography means. What to is them. their why? What is their yeah. why for taking photographs? What, what, what's the, yeah. yeah? Why do you why do you pick the camera up? Yeah. What what, what is it that motivates you? Mm. What is it you get? Are you getting it? And like I said, mm. and I think you hit on head with some people sometimes worry because they they just put the camera down. And they can't feel they can pick it up. Yeah. And they start to worry. Yeah. I know. Look, I had a photographer who was on exposure who actually had a very you know, full-on successful career shooting Mm. virtually six days a week Mm -hmm. but got to a point where they virtually burnt themselves out. Yeah,
1: it's very easy to do.
0: And they actually put the camera down for three years, didn't take take a photo for a very long period. And it was kind of like some people, I think, get into that and then they start to worry that. Well, maybe I'll never take another photo.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely do. I think I ended up taking probably close to two years off completely. I slowly got back into it after about 12 months. But in the end, it was about a two-year break and it had a massive impact on my business, a massive impact on my confidence level. So many things. And
0: Did you find that when you went for that period of where you put the camera down,
1: Mm.
0: when you did start, you know, really start shooting again, Mm. did you – kind of just pick up where you left off no so you so did you have to retrain your brain type of thing do you think or what was i the... think
1: i had to retrain my confidence level there was a few contributing factors as to why i put my camera down it was not just that i'd lost lost my communication skill when it came to taking pictures and i guess that's the best way to explain it i had yes. lost my ability to communicate through through, through me, taking photographs through me, yep. But I'd lost my confidence because I was listening to what a few other people were saying about my skill level as well. So I guess by saying that as well, I think we all need to be really mindful of how we treat other creatives and what we say to them and how we interact with them about their craft and their skill and their ability and be really mindful that... It's such a personal journey. It is, such and, and like I said, every, everyone's
0: relationship is different. So yeah, and you don't from the offset when you see a photographer, you don't, you don't really know what their relationship is. Exactly. So you can't look at a photographer and go, "Oh, yeah, I know exactly why he's taking photos or yeah. why she's taking photos." You don't yeah. know that. Yeah. I mean, so many people these days, their relationship with photography is 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 from uh, coming from a position of they're dealing with things in their lives. Exactly. And this is actually. a... This is that photography is actually a release.
1: A huge release. It's yeah. actually
0: that a process that allows them to yeah. basically forget about yep. the world, forget about their problems, forget mm-hmm. about the challenges that they're facing. Yeah. And be able to go out and create stuff. Yeah. And then when they look at it, see the beauty in it. Like yeah. actually create something beautiful. Yeah. So that's you know, that that is one relationship yeah. that people do have.
1: And you've you've absolutely hit it like strike on, bang on there as well, because my This particular moment in my time where I'm I'm speaking of where I put my camera down, I was living alone, I was single. When I went and photographed jobs, it was my one opportunity to be around people. It was my one chance to to be involved in something that was joyous. It was happy. It was a real celebration for life. And to be put in a place where I doubted my ability to be part of that environment was really challenging, and that's why I had a break. Yes, because yep. it was it caused so many things for for my mental health and my confidence levels, and listening to the way that people were talking to me and kind of giving me feedback when it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do yes. at the time. It was really challenging.
0: Yes, and, and it's yeah. interesting. It's always always a challenge when people are giving critiquing your work but you're not actually asking
1: Exactly to yeah be. yeah
0: because like i said it can be the other thing too is for some photography people it can be misunderstood mm. so the images that you're creating are for a particular mm. reason and you know they tell a particular story mm. so when someone sees that image they may not connect with that they may see something different and that's why photography is so subjective
1: and it resonates with different people on different levels yes yeah
0: so sometimes people i mean i look like i I may have even told this story on the podcast before but i can remember a conversation i had with a young photographer that i met Mm. and she was shooting and we were talking and we you know we're talking about settings and Mm. gear and Mm. and that type of stuff and she had told me about an experience that she was in a in a camera club and most camera clubs have a monthly, you know, like a monthly competition where you yeah. submit. So so she captured some images and submitted them. Yeah. And the judge kind of, like, trailed her over the fact because he didn't particularly like the subject of this of this picture. Right. So he was actually, like, bagging her out, saying... No, not cool. Not cool. And yeah. she ended up, she left. That's why she left, the, because it was kind of too... Yeah, that's not why you go there. You go to you go there to get kind of lifted up.
1: Yeah, a bit of personal growth and a bit of yeah, not, not, you know not, constructive criticism. Yes.
0: Yes, I mean, there's there's things that I wouldn't personally photograph.
1: But it but doesn't mean that that Joe down the road doesn't want to photograph it. And,
0: and but but I can st- but I can be impartial. But I can actually see, I can see the value. I can see the skill. Yeah.
1: In yeah. photographing
0: those things. Yeah. And there's things, like I said, I mean, everyone, we all have our own interests. Like some people some people will love motorbikes, some people hate motorbikes. Mm-hmm. Some people will love cars. Some people couldn't give a toss about cars. Mm. You know, so everyone has their own little mm-hmm. thing, of, thing of passion. So, yeah. And like some people are just crazy about, you know, about.
1: Photographing but, bugs.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but they might have a hobby like boot scooting or something, you know. And like yeah. other people just just does not interest them. So it's like when, and that's why I said, well, macro, there's a lot of fantastic macro photographers. Can
1: still appreciate the skill right. that goes into you it, know, the enjoyment that these people get yeah. by by creating these images. I think, like, we need to understand that everyone's relationship is so different.
0: It is. And to, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes. For me, for the main part in photography communities, the part mm. that I love, I love the diversity. Yeah. That there's so yeah. many different people and they're yeah. all shooting for so many different reasons. That's exactly reasons. Right. Exactly right. Not one of them is probably shooting for the exact same reason. Everyone's scenario is slightly different.
1: Yeah. And I guess it it does make you think. So I'm just going to take a step step back to not to try, try and put the light back on me, but I think taking that break was a huge learning experience for myself because it made me recognize that no one can take my ability away. No one can change the way that I love what I do. I just have to make sure that I still love it yes. and that I'm doing it for the right reasons. But I
0: think, I think Terry, it's really important that, you know, and I commend you for sharing that because mm. I think it's, there's so many other people who are actually probably going to be listening to this that have experienced what you experienced mm. and they're going to wonder how will I come out of this? Mm. Will I, you know, where, where will I be in 12 months from now or mm. where will I be in five years from now? And, I mean, you went through that process and you've, kind of come out the other side, mm. and obviously it's 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 shaped you a bit as a photographer, mm-hmm. so it's probably made you a little bit, how would you say, you you judge things a little bit differently, I imagine, that you look at things, you it's know. It's made
1: me a little bit more resilient as well. It's empowered me to have boundaries yep. and more of a voice and to also really understand that there is... When it comes down to it, there's enough work for everybody.
0: Yes. yeah. And
1: if someone doesn't like my work, that's okay because they don't have to be my client.
0: No, that's right. And, and like I said, so it doesn't really matter whether your relationship is purely that you're creating images mm. with, your, with your camera phone, mm-hmm. you're shooting them with your entry-level DSLR.
1: Whether you're doing it to enter a competition yep. or you're making an income from it, you know, it's just understand your why's
0: yeah i think i think it's always good to like i said just understand what your relationship is so you don't fall into so when you fall into a situation where maybe like you you put the camera down Mm. realizing that is probably just a part of the creative process Mm. at the end of the day absolutely you know like i know it kind of sounds strange like if you are if you're a professional sports person you really can't stop Practicing,
1: mm, and you might take a break because you're tired.
0: Yes, but then that's but, okay. But then as well. you know, but you know, then that sometimes people don't take a break because they know that their body's going to get so far out of condition that there's so much work to. And this mm. is unfortunately, this is what a lot of athletes have been finding with the whole COVID thing. Yeah, where they couldn't train and they couldn't do that. It's taken them so long yeah. to get to get back to where yeah. they were. Yeah. So, but photography, you can kind of put the camera down and you can. You know, let it slide for a bit. And, and you, you can, can
1: develop in other areas that are yep. going to give you the confidence and the skill and the ability to go forward. And you don't have to actually develop your photographic skill. You could be working on your mindset. You could yes. be working on your mental health, your physical health even. Like I, I went through a period where physically I really struggled to photograph. Yes. So I worked on my physical health for a while. There's so many things that are involved in being a photographer, whether it. it's for a hobby it. or... Or income.
0: Yep. And it's just yeah. that understanding that yeah, that relationship. Yep. Yeah. Terry, thank you for sharing because you really shared some, I think, some yeah, stuff. Yeah, sorry
1: that, if it was TMI. <laughs> people... No, <laughs> no. I think,
0: I, I think for some people like you know, it's good for people to hear from another person sometimes their experiences of, of the mm. tough times mm. because we all go through those tough times where sometimes we kind of do feel like we're the only one suffering, Yeah. You yeah. Know? That, but there's been so many other people who've been through those processes, mm. and they good to know that there is actually a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. So, thanks yeah. thanks for sharing that, Terry. Thanks Terri. for listening. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> as always, love these chats, Terry. We yeah. love doing these podcasts and. We always love people's feedback as well, don't we? We some
1: great feedback in the last couple of weeks. It's yeah. been really good. So thanks, guys. Thanks for interacting. We yeah. really appreciate it.
0: We really appreciate your your um, your DMs and your mm. and your other suggestions and stuff. Keep
1: them PG, people, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so until next time, Terry. Yeah. Talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.